Chance Dorland, and welcome to the Marmot's Hole podcast brought to you by KoreaFM.net, an online radio station featuring independent musicians and original podcast content from the Korean Peninsula. And of course, I'm joined here each episode by Robert Kohler, a magazine editor here in Seoul who for years operated the Marmot's Hole blog at rjkohler.com. Com. And Rob, uh, the last time we spoke was at our live podcast event for the Soul Book and Culture Club, which was a really fun time and uh, got a lot of downloads after I uploaded the full audio of the event as a podcast. Hint, hint, hint. You can check that out. Um, but uh, yeah, that that was some time ago. It, and it's it's been raining a lot. Um, <laughs> um, have you been going out and uh, getting pictures of that? I mean, your big thing now is uh, photography. Uh, have you been getting pictures of all the rain? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really big into disaster porn, but uh, I I do like the rain though. Um, you know, I love rainy cityscapes and uh, you know, uh, kind of the, you know the atmosphere that the rain generates. Uh, even in you know, the Bukchon area, which you know where I work. Um, you know, seeing the rain, uh, you know, falling off the, the Han Oak eaves and, you know, people walking around with, uh, you know, Hamboken umbrellas walking, walking through the alleyway. That's quite nice. Plus, you know, I, I do like the, the Blade Runner kind of atmosphere in the downtown areas that, you know, um, yeah, it's quite atmospheric and, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of fun, you know, uh, you, there, there's plenty of fun things to do in the rain. Today, of course, we're talking about uh, that new slogan that's come out of the ROK, which will be a great discussion because uh, you've been here 20 years. You've uh, seen a lot of different slogans come and go. Um, and now, after I sold you, uh, we have a new one, Creative Korea. Uh, so let me just uh, briefly introduce this. Um, basically... The Korea Times reports that the Ministry of Culture, Sports, and Tourism announced earlier this week Korea's new national brand, Creative Korea, as well as a logo inspired by the national flag. The ROK, of course, has a has had a few earlier slogans, including the most notable Dynamic Korea, dating back to 2002, around the time of the World Cup, as well as the tourism brands Korea Sparkling <laughs> back in 2007, Korea Be Inspired in 2010, and Imagine Your Korea in 2014. Now, this time around, this new slogan and logo were created following actually some nationwide polling the government conducted, um, and they asked, uh, you know, I, I guess what kind of words people thought were good to represent represent Korea. They spent about $3 million U.S. million on the project, which we'll get to a little bit later. But the poll data showed that creativity, passion, and harmony, those were the three main keywords that uh, apparently best identify South Korea. And the government insists, and I stress insists, that they listen to opinions from local as well as foreign experts before deciding on creative Korea. So that's the basic info. Uh, we'll get to a few other details and, and look at some of the stuff I just mentioned a little bit later. But Rob, uh, what's your reaction to all this? It's, it's all new, but even today, there's been a lot of new reports on this. People don't really seem satisfied with this. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the logo itself just came out. So um, obviously, there's, you know, if, you, if you look at the, the news, there's a lot of complaining from at least from certain quarters. Um, the Ministry of Culture seems a little defensive right now. Um, this might be a, a case of, you know, people just needing time to, uh, get used to the new slogan, 
per- me personally, I don't really, I don't hate it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've kind of described it to people. I'll get to actually a description that I already gave um, that was in the Korea Times. But the way I described it to to some people in the last couple of days is that it's uh, it's not a slam dunk. It's not horrible. It's like a B minus. But when you have a slogan, you want it to be flashy or catchy or however you want to describe that. And say what you will about this. It's not that. I mean, this is supposed to be a slogan to catch people's attention. It, it definitely doesn't do that. Maybe not. Um, but at the same time, it does roll up the tongue rather easily. You know, Creative Korea, that works. Um, you know, it's, uh, it definitely represents um, at least what this government, you know, wants Korea's image to be. You know, the, the color scheme is nice. Um, you know, it's designed in a way that you can, you know, use images or other you know, other words in the, in the, in the logo design. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, it does have some things going for it. Um, obviously the big quote unquote scandal anyway, now is that, uh, you know, one of the opposition lawmakers has claimed that the the new slogan is ripped off from the French. Uh, I think they're the French and I don't know what the, what the French call their investment, uh, promotion, Board, but yeah, the, the the French promotion board uses a uh, you know the creative what a creative France slogan um, and the logo, and I think there there's been some claims that the the new you know creative Korea slo- uh, logo uh, rips off the French one. Uh, the Ministry of uh, Culture you know uh, categorically denies that, uh, and I read an interview with uh, the head of the I guess what you would call the uh, uh, the steering committee for this, uh, for the for the new slogan, um, and he denies it as well, and you know explains why the new the why the why the Korean slogan is is different from the French one. So when you look at it at first, yeah, it does look somewhat similar. Well, in all fairness, it literally is creative insert country name, and then the same thing for for Korea. Right. Although, to, uh, although if you listen to. Uh, if you listen to the ministry or, you know, like reading the, like the interview, um, they'll point out that a lot of, you know, entities around the world use the word creative in their slogan. That's yeah, ironically enough, the use of the word creative is not very creative. Um, but I, I don't find that much of a problem. Let me read actually something that's appeared uh, on the English media side of things. Um, I like to kind of refer to this as like a vanilla ice situation. You know, the ding, 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 ding. Like, you know, that was the big thing back in the 90s. And now it's this huge joke. But this is really what we're talking about here. That was David Bowie, right? Yeah. Well, so it was the under pressure. And then vanilla ice with the ice ice baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I drove a Ford Tempo in high school. So that was what was in the music video. This is really really connected to my life in Iowa. But forget that. Um, The culture ministry, they issued this statement. They dispute the accusation, as you've mentioned. They say that they'd already used the colors in many government slogans and campaigns and that the word, you know, creative is not something that can be exclusively used by a certain government. And I think to a certain extent, that is true. But could you imagine if they just did like I heart Korea? Like, I mean, people would be like blatantly, okay, that's New York's thing. And you see that like other crappy cities in the world will use that and it'll be like a rip off. But, you know, a country cannot emulate a really popular slogan from New York City. And they really shouldn't be doing something that exists in 
very popular Europe. So yeah, but it's not it's not like it's the French national slogan. It's the French what do they call it the the their investment promotion board. I mean, it's used to promote French businesses. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's it's not the same. But think about this. This was just unveiled this week. How long did it take for people to find this? They spent three million dollars. They didn't see this coming. And it and it took a year. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the same time, I, that may be so. But um, again, the ministry and the committee said, you know, they looked at a whole bunch of foreign examples, and I guess they were aware of this and said, no, look, the design is, you know, sufficiently different that they don't think it's a problem. And, yeah, yeah, there's maybe, an extra ding in the ding ding. Well, not just an extra ding in the ding ding. The 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 fonts are different. The uh, uh, the tones are different. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, the country's name is different. Well, you can argue that you know, look, you know, they're both red, you know, red and in 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 blue. But I mean, look, you know, the French flag's red and blue. The Korean flag's red and blue. You know, eh, you know, hey, um, I, I it, again, it doesn't really trouble me. Um, like I said, I've seen a lot worse slogans. That's the thing with this is that it's a shame because I feel like they may have learned a lesson and not that, not that the same people were working on ISOU that were working on Creative Korea. But I, I think just generally they learned in this country a lesson that something really weird might not be a slam dunk with people. Um, that's what ISOU told us. So they went with something that I think is relatively safe. I think Creative Korea is very, very, very safe. Um, and plus, they also have to take an input from, you know, you know, they ran surveys and they gathered opinions from the public. So, I mean, you know, that which is a great thing to do, but it does off, it does sometimes limit your, your options. Yeah, right? let's talk about that. That was something I wanted to bring up because you mentioned that earlier. I saw you was a popular vote on a website. They got all these suggestions and then they limited it to three. It was like, I saw you. Soling, and then God, I forget what the other one was. Um, I saw you Soling and something else. No, no, I remember I did a report on this. No, soulmate, soulmate. There we are. Even though I thought soulmate was was pretty easy out of those three, the people that I spoke to on the street, a lot of people were like, "Eh, none of them are that great." Soulmate's good, but it, it's just so obvious, like it's overdone. It sounds like a blog, and and truthfully, if you look for blogs, I'm sure there are a lot of them that are named soulmate. But, but it, was, it was a safe option, though. Yeah, it was a safe option, but they allowed people to choose. They and I believe that was actually on in terms of the online voting. I believe that was actually the most popular one. Um, you know what ha- what ended up happening is on the last day. Uh, you know the way the voting worked with that was, uh, you know, there was the online poll, then there was the actual, on um, you know, the voting event, which was, you know, uh, you know, and on the. What what's the what what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Red carpet gala ceremony with roses. No, trust me, it wasn't that. It was freaking, <laughs> it was cold. It was a very cold day, um, and we all gathered outside in front of Seoul, but yeah, Seoul City Hall, and um, yeah, there was a yeah there was a vote there, and also an experts committee of I think about ten people, including one foreigner. Yeah, so it's it's like these like these reality TV shows where it's like America decides and the judges decide. And that's really where the, the ISOU got you know came out ahead, and I think a lot of that was due to the because you know, uh, the 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 groups that came up with the the, the slogans, right? They you know, they gave presentations, and I think uh, the the ISOU presentation was able to swing the vote. Yeah, this this whole idea of allowing people to choose, you, you, you nuanced it, you showed that, okay, it wasn't just a popular vote, there were presentations, there were judges, blah, 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 but it didn't go so well with I Saw You. It was really 
right off the bat, people had a problem with it, just like we're seeing right now with Creative Korea. And the very obvious connection between the two is that it involved some sort of popular opinion. Um, is that necessary? I mean, marketing is not a skill that is just innate to your average Joe. I mean, people might not necessarily choose something that is good. They might choose something they think is good or something that's catchy. But when you have a slogan, it's just like anything else. It has to be designed with a certain purpose. Right. Well, I mean, usually with the the, the, the slogan design and stuff, they usually hand, you know they usually get experts to to do that sort of thing, even if the and they pay them three million dollars. Yeah, I mean that's that's another issue, but yeah, and plus there's another three point five uh, billion won uh, that's been earmarked to spend in the future for this too. The promotion of of the new slogan to promote it, and they're going to use it in uh you know during the Rio Olympics if anybody shows up. And <laughs> yeah, uh, what a cluster f that's going to be! What a cluster that is, and uh, and and the Pyeongchang olympics and yes but but yeah just just to go back on that topic uh do you think for the next whatever it is if it's an individual city daegu or busan or if they just decide to scrap this and they go with something else maybe should we lay off the popular opinion for a while i'm of two minds about this i think you know it's i i do think it's a good thing to you know, if you're coming up with a, a brand to represent the nation, it is, it's not a bad thing to get the nation involved in, you know, determining what that brand or what that slogan is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, there's an argument to be made that branding, uh, PR, promotion, I mean, it requires experts. And you know, there are individuals, there are companies that get paid lots and lots of money to come up with this shit. Um, you know, I mean, uh, you, you know, you, I'm sure, did you watch Mad Men? Oh, yeah, I'm one of those lame people that doesn't like Mad Men. I, I watched like the first season, I wasn't in love with it, and then I tried to watch more because people were like, oh, you got to get into it. But I just, I've, I've watched some. Look, there's no shame in that. I mean, it, it's the, it's one of those shows that are, you know, the people I generally call, I like to call there are cultural betters. They love it and they write about it in the Atlantic or, you know, uh, the New Yorker or, you know, you know, uh, you know, Harper's Bazaar. And then, you know, but nobody actually watches it. Right. Um, but anyway, the point is, I mean, there are whole industries that are built around, you know, coming up with brands, coming up with slogans. Right. Um, it's not something that anybody can do. I mean, yeah, I work, Obviously, you know, I work in a publishing company and, um, you know, copywriting is hard. It's not, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing. Um, now, that being said, you know, if you farm it out to experts or you know, you're not guaranteed to get a good result either. I mean, I think the Korea Sparkling one, um, you know, that took a lot of shit when that was uh, released. And, I, and they got, uh, you know... And they had a lot of experts working on that, including, I believe, uh, what was it, Simon Anhalt, right? Oh, you, you would know more about this. I just know that Korea Sparkling, yeah, is is still talked today about how that was not a good choice. <laughs> and, and you still see it because there's so many slogans that are coming in and out. Um, and maybe just as a, you know, as someone who grew up in the United States, I don't notice the slogans that we have because it's just, you know, I, it blends into just, you know, all the Americana around me. But you, you still see all these slogans. They're still on taxi cabs. They're on walls. Right. And even like, you know, I sold you or... Yeah, you know, other you know, high, I guess I'm not sure exactly how High Soul got 
you know, got, got created. But, um, but, you know, even in with slogans that are, you know, that involve the public, I mean, there's a lot of expert opinion, expert, you know, uh, advice, a lot of expert, uh, contributions being made too. So it's not like it's just a whole bunch of, you know, dragging guys off the street and giving them, you know, pens or sitting them in front of, uh, you know, uh, you know, Adobe Illustrator and tell them to go to work. It's, it's not quite like that, but yeah, I mean, I do think, uh, I do think there are limits, but I think it's particular, I think it's especially so when you're coming up with slogans that are in a language that's not spoken in the country, uh, you know, that's not spoken by the majority of the public. I mean, I think that's where the problem is. I mean, if you, if, if you were doing a Korean language slogan and then asking the public to, you know, work on that, I think you would get a much better result. Yeah, that's a very good point to bring up. Um, needs to be brought up more. Uh, pretty much everything that like you know, we talk about, it, it often just boils down to language. And I will give Korea a very big benefit of the doubt when it comes to this. I understand it's not the language of the country. Right. I mean, okay, it's not. It, it's. I mean, the analogy I'm about to make is not perfect, I'll, I'll admit, because, I mean, obviously a lot of Koreans do speak English and a lot of Koreans study English in school. But, you know, it. in a way, it's like if, you know, I don't know. Um, like if the U.S. had to choose uh, a bunch of slogans out of Spanish and they just sounded ridiculous. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, if, if, for example, yeah, if Americans were choosing their own Spanish slogan, yes, language slogan or, I don't know, coming up with a Korean language slogan. Right. I mean, uh, we wouldn't know. And it's, you know, you, yeah, it's just uh, I think I do think it's problematic um and you you know you're setting yourself up to get some pretty odd results now how you you know what's the answer to that i don't know um because again it's not a perfect analogy obviously you know english is the you know it's the international language and if you're going to come up with a slogan that you know is usable internationally you're going to need to do it in english um but, but yeah i just I really don't, you know, um, I do think there's a, a problem with that. Something else uh, I want to probably make our, our final topic of discussion before we say goodbye. You mentioned this a little bit earlier. I'd love to you, uh, have you expand on this. Um, I think you would lay it out much better than myself. Um, so President Pakane has been doing a lot of things, um, I guess you'd call them creatively or trying to brand things, you know, with the words creative. So I'd like for you to, to kind of expand on that. Cause that's something that's been brought up in the coverage is, um, okay, this makes sense because forget all the polling and all that stuff. But, um, there are a lot of creative initiatives that the government right now, but on the other side of the coin, um, and I think correctly, so it's been brought up that, okay, but president pocket, Hey is a one-term president. It's, it's a limited system. We'll only run once, only win once, and then you're done. The next president might not be going Going through in the same way. And so you don't want to have to change your slogan every five years. So maybe it's not a good idea. But I, I want you to kind of just expand on, on that. But first off, um, as I teased a little earlier in the conversation, um, I, I got quoted in a Korea Times article on this. And I want to read what I told them and just uh, kind of Pr uh, use that to, to push the conversation to focus on President Park and Hay and her, her administration's use of creative. Something that 
I know, you know, good intentions, but I really think was probably a waste of time to begin with. So um, speaking on on Korea, this is what I was quoted in the Korea Times. Hardworking, absolutely. Technologically advanced, of course. And, and I'm speaking about Korea. Um, I often describe living in Korea as living in the future to my friends and family back home. But I don't pretend Korean students aren't forced to memorize facts and figures for tests that require no imagination whatsoever to get a perfect score, and that being successful here often boils down to who you know and what university you went to. I've interviewed countless Koreans for different projects I've worked on, and they'll be the first to tell you their country needs more creativity. And now the easiest way to show how much creativity South Korea needs is by reading the country's new slogan. So... Could you talk about uh, all the creative initiatives that President Park and Hay has been pushing forward, um, which I think is uh, kind of like, you know, one step forward, two steps backward, because once again, it's just something that I don't think really describes the country. Yeah, see, I, I tend to take a very different view on that. Um, first of all, I think with uh, the Park and Hay administration, I think it is right that if you're going to come up with a slogan, you don't want one that's that's tied or that seems to be tied to a signature policy initiative of the of the uh, of the of the current government and yeah i mean with the pocket administration one of our signature uh uh policy initiatives is creative economy now um what that means to the way the government uses that term uh is maybe not exactly what you are uh, not what many what you would necessarily understand the word creative to mean and when they talk about it what they're talking about is is for the most part using information technology to or is a merging information technology with other existing industries to try to you know create new engines of growth um so yeah, that's what they mean by that. And Not like that thing where the light bulb pops up above your brain and you're like, oh my gosh, I have this brilliant idea, more of bringing things together. Right. Um, now, that being said, now, as you said, you, you, you don't think of Korea as a particularly creative country. I tend to, I, I disagree with that. Um, you know, uh, and here I'm mostly quoting from uh, something, a post, uh, I think, you know, the Ask a Korean blog. Sure. Now he wrote a, what I thought was an excellent post on this, which is you know describing how, yeah. You know, and by the way, I mean you're not the only one. I mean, as you pointed out, a lot of Koreans will say, "Oh, Korea needs to be more creative. Koreans need to be more creative." And usually, usually with a lot of complaints about the education system. Yeah. But you know, the, his argument was basically Koreans already are very creative. It's just we tend to be very. We tend to look at creative. At least a lot of Westerners tend to look at creativity in a very narrow uh with a very narrow focus i mean for example um you know a company like samsung is able to keep up with a company like apple you know because you know uh it you know it's it's very creative in terms of the way you know um the way it creatively copies apple products for the korean market uh well it also works the other way too but uh no it, it does because it's you know for example it's manufacturing processes um, are, you know, are some of the best in the world and you don't get 
you know, manufacturing processes like that without a great deal of creativity. You know, we've talked about Korea being the world's biggest shipbuilding. Now, granted, the shipbuilding industry is having a, is having a serious problems right now. But again, you don't become the world's biggest shipbuilder, you know, without a great deal of product, you know, a great deal of creativity. I mean, yeah, everybody talks about the iPhone. Nobody talks about, you know, Korean containers, you know, Korean container ships that are, you know, some of the most innovative ships in the world. Nobody talks about that. Yeah, because I think we tend to fetishize um, certain we, we tend to fetishize certain creative realms while not appreciating the creativity that go in other realms. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I think there's definitely a case to be made along those lines. Sure. Right. Plus, there's also other things, too. I mean, for example, obviously, you know, we've we've had one, you know, Korean novelist, you know, recently win the man Booker uh, International Prize. But also a lot of Korean artists are now getting recognized overseas. Um, you know, Korean industrial designers are some of the best in the world. You know, there's a lot of Koreans that are work, you know, doing excellent, you know, creative design work, you know, not just in Korea, but also when they go to overseas, you know, and are, are working for overseas design firms. Um, there's a lot of creativity there. Um, I mean, to be honest, you don't, you know, you don't become the world's, I, I think what I still think Korea is what the number of the world's 13th largest economy. Again, you don't, you don't, you don't become you know, a major international trading power like Korea without a lot of creativity. Now, granted, there are areas of creativity that Korea is maybe lagging behind. Um, obviously, you know, and the government would be the first to tell you this. I mean, this is why they're pu- trying to pump so much money into activating the, uh, you know, it, it, you know, activating the venture, uh, what do they call it, the um, startup. Yeah, they want, they want Seoul and South Korea to be a startup hub, the startup hub for Asia. Right, but But the reason why the startup culture in Korea is not working, I don't think it's because there's a lack of creativity or lack of ideas. I think it's because of the structure of the Korean economy where, you know, it's it's all you where it's it's so heavily chable, you know, it's all, you know, with the large conglomerates uh, dominate the economy to such an extent that there's very little room for you know, startups or small and medium-sized companies. So, you know, it's, it's not that there's no creativity or there's no ideas. It's just there are structural issues with the economy that are, are holding back, uh, you know, that you know, holding back, you know, that sector of, of the economy. So, um, yeah, I don't think Koreans are not creative. I just, you know, I think it kind of, in fact, kind of think, to be honest, uh, when I hear, um Westerners and Americans in particular make that criticism. I find it somewhat annoying, but F you chance <laughs> kicking me in the crotch, Rob. No, 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 it's not necessarily. It's, it's to be, as you pointed out, a lot of Koreans talk about it. And, and, you know, when Koreans bring it up, it kind of annoys me too. I'm like, you know, I, I think there's a certain fetishization going here of American, of the American tech industry. Um, and actually something, you know, in, 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 in the Korean, again, from the Ask Korean blog did point out something that's very interesting is that, you know, for all the creativity of the American tech sector and, and, and um, to take nothing away from it, I mean, you know, look, I mean, Google, uh, you know, Apple, you know, Microsoft, these, these companies have in many ways changed the way in which the world works. And I mean, that's something that obviously, no few Korean tech companies have done, you know, even Samsung. I mean, they, they're very creative at 
you know, they're very good at doing what they do, but you know, they haven't launched any products really that have that have changed the way in which the world you know, to change the way in which the world functions. Yeah, Korea, Korea makes things better. They're excellent at making things better, but not necessarily coming up with brand new concepts. Maybe not. Although, again, that might change. I mean, again, like there's certain, you know, maybe, you know, especially in things like, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, monitors and uh, display technology. I mean, we'll, we'll, you know, and obviously biotech. Um, we might see things coming out of here that you know that really are game changers, but again, we'll see. Um, but you know, for all the for all the creativity going on in Silicon Valley, it actually creates very very little employment. You know, the the amount of people working for Google, the amount of people working for you know Apple, you know, pales in comparison to the type of employment that Samsung does. Samsung is, uh, gosh, what this this guy who's writing the book on Samsung. I saw one of his presentations. It's it's like is it like a quarter or more of the South Korean economy? Yeah, it's huge. Um, you know, I mean, but I mean, if you take a look at you know Samsung, LG, these these huge tech companies, you know, even if they're not you know creating the next iPhone. They are employing a load of people more so than, you know, than than their American counterparts in a country that's not, you know, that's much much smaller. So, you know, now the thing that TK didn't say, and I think the argument could be made that that kind of corporate structure may hurt Korean companies in the long run. Yeah, not sustainable. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, again, we don't. You know, I'm. You know. Um, I'm not an economist and, you know, more to the point, I, you know, I haven't really looked into, you know, the specifics there to comment, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I do think there's a lot of creativity there and I think, uh, yeah, I don't think the necessarily that I don't, you know, I know there's a lot of people that you know, look at, oh, creative Korea and say, yo, uh, you know, that it's, you know, ironic. Um, but I, I don't think that. Um, you know, there's also another thing. I mean, also, if you take a company, you know, and again, not to rip off TK, but, you know, nobody ever says, you know, Germans aren't creative. I, I lived in Germany for a year. I, I would argue that in many ways they're not, but um, in a completely different way than Korea. Right. But I mean, again, look, you look at the German economy, right? I mean, again, they do a lot of things really well. They do what they do, they do extremely, extremely well, right? Cars, you know, uh, high-end, uh, you know, high-end optical equipment. Got really good at uh, fooling uh, uh, air pollution standards as of late. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, to keep it positive, industrial uh, equipment. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they're very, very good at what they do, and they're very creative in terms of, you know, coming up with, you know, industrial processes and industrial design. Um but yeah, I mean, you don't see, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, you don't see, you know, German companies making the next, you know, iPhone necessarily. Yeah, in a very stereotypical German way, which, which I, not the not the play it's a race card here. I do think there is a certain amount of kind of, uh, so, uh, you know, kind of not soft racism, but I do think a lot of it is, oh, you know. East Asians, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're monotonous, you know, with the, you know, automatons, they, you know, they, no creativity, they just copy what other, you know, what white countries do and, you know, uh, you know, maybe make it more efficient and, 
you know, but they don't, you know, don't come up with their own ideas. They can't think for themselves. I think there's still a lot of that uh, kind of racist thinking going on, and I, I, I try to avoid it. Mm. Well, yeah, interesting food for thought. I, I'm not going to say that doesn't exist. I, I, I don't, I don't know. We're, 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 we're bo- it definitely exists. You hear it a lot. And I think to some extent, I think a lot of Koreans buy into it. Yeah. No, it, I, I don't know. I, I, I agree, I think, with what you're trying to say is that if, if like Germany came out with this slogan, Creative Germany, I don't know that I would be as against it as I am about Korea um, for different reasons. Uh, you know, obviously two very different countries. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'll agree. You know, there are certain stereotypes. I don't know if I would call it soft racism or diet coke racism whatever you want to call it uh, but no you bring up very very valid points um and that's why i specifically wanted to to ask this final question of you to because i knew you would do that so um yeah we'll see how this goes this is uh basically like the first week um and i gotta hold i gotta give credit where credit is due with isol you they they stuck to their guns um and it's definitely here to stay i i wonder if creative korea might not be able to last um it seems that creative korea being a much safer choice like i saw you was just like weird people are like wow that's strange um for for better or for worse but creative korea is not that and so with the amount of opposition creative korea has received in such a short amount of time for what relatively seems like a a safe choice It'll be interesting to see how this uh, lasts into the future. Yeah, I, I, I think a lot of the opposition. I mean, I, I don't know. I think some of the, I, I mean, some of the initial opposition. I think I, there is, I think, a political element to it. Yeah, that the person who brought up this uh, this uh, creative France thing that was an opposition lawmaker. Right. Although she is uh, apparently a, uh, a a design and uh, you know PR expert, so I mean it's not. Oh, tip of the cap. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, she's not unknowledgeable about what she's talking about, um, but I mean there is, I think, a political aspect to it too. Um, I, we'll see if it takes. I mean, again, that that got brought up today, and you know, you know, it's it's just been a couple of days since the the, the slogan got uh, the, the the slogan got released. So you know. Um, it, sometimes it takes the public a bit of uh, time to get used to it. I and mean, it is pretty safe. And, you know, even if it, even after the next administration, you know, even after this administration is uh, history, um, I, I think it does have some degree of staying power. Yeah. The next president isn't going to be like, get rid of every creative thing that we've ever <laughs> It's like, some things will continue. Yeah. That being said, one of the things that kind of annoys me is that we're, I mean, and this is not just a Korea thing. It happens every, you know, in a lot of different countries. It's, you know, everything is branding, branding, branding. And, you know, you have the, somebody comes in and is like, oh, we need a new brand. And, you know, people, you know, people are wasting tons and tons of money on, you know, coming up with this type of, you know, coming up with new brands and new slogans. And, you know, in a way, it almost seems like a make work project. Um, so even if it deserves to last, there's no guarantee that it will yeah i i think specifically um you can look from time to time the last comment like with a uh, uh, high soul soul of asia i remember specifically they wanted to get rid of that because china was against that because they didn't want the soul of asia to be outside of china so they were having a hard time advertising to chinese tourists which is like the biggest chunk of tourism that comes to korea um and then you know this dynamic korea not the greatest slogan also it's more than 10 years old is what the old world 
World Cup. The Olympics are going to be here in two years. So, you know, I think the case can be made that maybe it was the time to come up with something, as was the case with uh, ISOLU after High Soul Soul of Asia was not be not being used in China. But generally, I think what you just mentioned is definitely the case a lot of the time. And I see that a lot in, in South Korea. Um, you know, time to get a new phone, time to do this, do that. Um, I think that's definitely something that's present in Korean culture. And of course, that exists many places, you know, obviously in the United States as well. But I think that's a, a very good point to bring up. So, Rob, uh, of course, thank you for your expertise on this. Uh, you're t- almost 20 years uh, here in South Korea. Also, of course, I'll talk with you for the next episode sometime here in the near future. Well, I'll talk to you next time.